All right, it's good to be in the Lord's house tonight, amen? Praise God. Anybody uh, been uh, uh, freezing the last day or two? It's been chilly outside, hasn't it? Amen. I tell you, I've sweated more the last couple of days. Hallelujah. But that's all right. I'm not going to complain about warm weather. I'd much rather it be warm than cold. Hallelujah. Josh is about to have a hallelujah spell back there. Amen. All right, let's all stand. Turn to 176 in your red back hymnals, page 176. The old account was settled. I'm thankful for that day when it God settled it all. Amen. Praise God. Let's lift it up tonight. Sing as unto the Lord. There was a time on earth when in the book of heaven an old account was standing for sin yet unforgive. My name was at the top and many things below. I went keeper and settled long ago, long ago, long ago. Yes, the old account was settled long ago, and the record's clear today, for he washed my sins away when the old account was settled long ago. On the second now, the old account was large and growing every day, for I was always sinning and never tried to pay. But when I looked ahead and saw such pain and woe, I said that I would settle and settled long ago, long ago, long ago. Yes, the old account was settled long ago, and the record's clear today, for he washed my sins away. The old account was settled long ago. Hold on just a second. Try the amp, guys, down the very bottom. The amp. Try turning the amp on. Is the amp on? On the bottom. The very, very bottom. All right, let's do the third. When at the judgment bar I stand before my king And he the book will open He cannot find a thing With glad while tears of joy will flow because I had it settled and settled long ago long ago long ago yes the old account was settled long ago and the records clear today for he washed my sins away old account was settled long ago and the last now oh sinner seek the lord repent of all your sins for thus he has commanded if you would enter in and then if you should live a hundred years below in here you'll not regret it you settled long ago long ago long ago yes the old account was settled long ago sing now for the record's clear today he washed my sins away when the old account was settled long ago 
I like that phrase on the last uh, verse. In here, you'll not regret it. Amen. I've never met anybody that regretted giving their life to Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise the Lord for that. Turn to the very next page. Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Now, here in East Tennessee, we a lot of times say washed. Amen. That's uh, uh, amen. So uh, washed, washed, whatever you want to say, amen. Just make sure we sing it unto the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm thankful I've been washed in the blood tonight. Hallelujah. Sing now. Have you been to Jesus for the cleansing power? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you fully trusting in His grace this hour? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you washed in the blood, in the soul-cleansing blood of the Lamb? Are your garments spotless, are they as snow? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Uh, the second now, are you walking daily by the Savior's side? Are you washed in the blood? of the Lamb. Do ye rest each moment in the crucified? Are ye washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are ye washed in the blood, in the soul-cleansing blood of the Lamb? Are your garments Spotless are they white as snow. Are you washed in the blood? Sing the last now. Lay aside the garments that are stained with sin and be washed in the blood of the Lamb. There's a fountain. Oh, thank God for that tonight. Oh, be washed in the blood. Sing it now. Are you washed in the blood, in the soul-cleansing blood of the Lamb? Are your garments spotless, are they white as snow? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? I'm going to have Pam play a little bit more of that. Turn around and fellowship one uh, with another. It's good to be in God's house.
while I try to get things straightened out there. Amen. It's good to be here tonight. Amen. Amen. I'm thankful I've been washed in the blood. Amen. Amen. That account was settled long, long ago. Amen. Amen. Thankful he settled that. It can be settled in your life tonight. Amen. Because uh, he settled it on the cross of Calvary. And I thank the Lord for that tonight. Uh, just by way of announcements, let me uh, just go make sure I don't leave anything out. Uh, the Allen family will be with us Sunday, June the 5th at 10 a.m. That's this upcoming Sunday, uh, 10 a.m., so don't forget about that. Uh, many of you, I'm, I'm sure, uh, have heard them before. If not, you don't want to miss that. If you have, uh, I trust that you'll be in your place uh, as we will. they come and uh, worship with us and, and uh, sing, and I'm excited about that. Also, the Neelands will be with us Saturday, June the 11th at 7. That is on a Saturday, June the 11th. Uh, so that's not this upcoming Saturday, but the next. Uh, so come bring a friend, a good time of uh, fellowship and worship. I, I trust that will be a blessing as well. Also, uh, the tournament, the Hopes Cry Golf Tournament, will be this Saturday, June the 4th, at Graysburg Hills Golf Course. Shotgun start at 1.30. Uh, if you have any questions, uh, you can uh, see Brother Stan about that. Uh, so don't forget about that. That will be... Uh, to benefit uh, uh, the Hope's Cry Missions, uh, and we uh, thank God for all that the Lord's doing there. Also, be sure to check out the new website, www.ubcgreenville.com. That's www.ubcgreenville.com. Uh, so if you haven't done that yet, go check that out. Uh, there's a sheet on the table at the back of the church to list uh, lost relatives and friends that you'd like to have covered in prayer uh, in these last days. So, uh, uh, if you haven't uh, put any names on that list, amen, uh, I encourage you to do that. Uh, amen. Prayer works, uh, and God's still saving souls. So, uh, amen, let's make sure uh, we get those names down. Also, uh, we'll continue to receive weekly building fund offering on Wednesday night, uh, so don't forget about that. Um, also, there'll be no UFC youth. Uh, we'll resume that in the fall. Uh, Amen. We uh, we learned a long time ago. Uh, amen. Trying to run them down in the summer uh, until Bible school or it gets closer to school starting back. Amen. It, it's about like getting in a, a cage with chickens, trying to catch one. It just it's it's hard to do. Amen. <laughs> it's hard to run them down. So uh, I thank God for our young people, and uh, thanks to all those that uh, uh, Amen made uh, uh, this past year with our our youth of success and I'm thankful for what the Lord's doing there thankful for everyone that uh, bought snacks drinks provided them uh, got them ready uh, and done uh, teaching helping just anything that you've done to help there we sure do appreciate that trumpet series tune in and watch listen to the Bible study broadcast also uh, uh, we exceeded our goal in missionary offerings for the month of April so please keep those offerings rolling in and then our Sunday morning services will begin airing every Wednesday on Comcast Channel 18 at 2.30 p.m., so don't forget about that. Uh, am I missing any announcements? Am I missing anything at all?
All right. So uh, there'll be flyers in the back. Make sure and grab some of those and uh, get those up, put those out, and uh, also invite others. Amen. It's Saturday night, so you're not asking anybody to, to miss services at their church to be here. Uh, but it would give you an opportunity to maybe worship with some friends that you don't usually have the opportunity to do so because you attend different churches. So that would be a great opportunity there. So let's, uh, let's make a big push to get this word out and, and uh, uh, come and enjoy that Saturday, June the 11th. That's not this Saturday, but next 7 o'clock. Just by way of prayer request, any other announcements that I may have missed? All right. Just by way of prayer request, let's continue to remember Gary and Francis Gridley. Uh, continue to pray for Anthony Knight. Pray for the Kelsey Shelton family. Pray for Greg Knight. Also pray for Phil and Penny Hensley. Uh, pray for uh, friends of Linda Coggins. Also uh, pray for um, the nursing homes. Amen. Those that are in the nursing homes, let's please pray for them. Uh, let's continue to pray for those uh, fell victim of the school shooting there in Texas. Uh, let's pray for Miss Lola Hafke. Pray for Shannon Black. Also pray for Ariel and Marco. Uh, Let's continue to pray for uh, Joanne Knight. It's good to have Brother Kenny with us tonight. Please continue to remember him. Amen. Uh, also continue to pray for Brother Sam. Good to have Brother Sam and Barbie with us. Pray for, continue to pray for uh, little Emma. Uh, please continue to remember her. Pray for Bandy Thompson. Uh, also, let's continue to pray for Cheryl Filing. Uh, let's see. wonder if there's others tonight. Maybe some that I have missed. Please feel free to mention those. Again, uh, yes, sir. Go ahead. Amen. Amen. That's good, buddy. Amen. How many of you continue to pray for Tyler? Amen. How many of you continue to lift him up? Amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, amen. I don't know how much roofing he's done, but if he's done it the past two days, amen, I believe he's going to make it. Hallelujah. <laughs> amen, because it's been sweltering. Praise the Lord. Uh, no, but it is good. Thankful for what God's doing in your life, young man. Appreciate you being here. Amen. wonder if there's another tonight. Sick at her stomach, wakes up every morning sick. Please pray for her. Uh, and she do appreciate that. Someone else tonight. Man, let's remember uh, Jeannie's daughter, Holly McCoy. She's diagnosed with COVID. And let's remember... Tyler and Ashley's babies, is, I know uh, they've been sick, so let's pray for them. Someone else? Y'all continue to remember Elma and her husband. 
Yes. Remember the uh, nursing home situation, their outbreak there at Lawson Healthcare. Pray for Bob Price as he's still having some breathing issues. Uh, and I know you mentioned uh, Joanne Knight as she uh, has a um, UTI. She's at home. She's feeling better. Pray for Roger Knight. This is Anthony's brother that's currently in the hospital. Remember him in prayer. Remember this. Just remember them. These requests. Someone else. Remember these tonight. Is there another? That's what I talked to Helen Mass today. She's not feeling well either. Nice room, Miss Helen. Someone else? Yes, sir, bro. Go ahead. No, sir. Remember Danny Nordstrom family. Is there another tonight? Unspoken request tonight with uplifted hand. Amen. No doubt we all have lost loved ones. We'd like the church to help us pray for. Let's all that can and will gather tonight. Uh, we'll go to the Lord in prayer. Pray for services tonight. Pray for uh, man of God as he stands and brings the word of God. I'm thankful preaching still gets the job Amen. done. Amen. The foolishness of preaching. I'm thankful for that tonight. Amen. I'm going to ask Brother Bruce if you would please lead us, brother.
A couple ushers come forward tonight. We'll receive our uh, special building fund offering that we take up on Wednesday night. Again, we're very close to having the building fund paid off. But you give as the Lord has blessed and prospered you tonight. Brother Lyle, will you lead us in prayer, sir?
Amen. Tonight, thankful for the peace of God which passes all understanding. Amen. I'm thankful that I've made peace with God, but now that I've made peace with Him, I can know and experience the peace of God in my life. Nothing uh, like being able to lay your head down on your pillow at night and knowing that if something happens to you before the sun rises, that everything's good between you and your Savior. Amen? Praise the Lord. Turn with me to uh, Jeremiah chapter number 19 tonight. Jeremiah chapter number 19. While you're turning, it is uh, good to be here. Appreciate uh, our downstairs crowd being with us. Uh, uh, again, we appreciate, as Josh has already pointed out, as far as the youth and all the hard work and effort that's going on, or that's gone into making this year's youth program a success. We're going to give you a break during the summer months, let you recuperate. Any of you need any recuperation? Hallelujah. Uh, praise the Lord. No, it's good, Carly. We're running. Amen. That's, praise the Lord. But uh, we do appreciate you all, and uh, thank you for uh, just, uh, again, it's been extremely successful. Just uh, God, as always, He's done more for us as far as our youth is concerned that we could ever um, expect of Him. But uh, that's, uh, that's how my God is. He's a God of abundance. Amen. He's more than enough. He doesn't just do enough for us. He does more than we could ever ask Him to do. So thank God for that. And uh, again, we're going to be talking hopefully in the next couple of weeks about Bible school, trying to get Bible school together uh, before the summer ends. And um, amen. Just got a lot going on. Again, the Allen family will be with us Sunday. And then uh, next Saturday, the Neelands will be here at United Baptist Church. And uh, wow, we just had a lot, lot of activity the last few weeks, uh, Brother Greg was here Sunday night. Appreciate him uh, filling in for us. Uh, we had a wonderful uh, time at Brother Dillon's ordination over at Greystone uh, Free Will Baptist Church. Continue to remember them in prayer and uh, again. But boy, we have so much to be thankful for tonight, don't we? God's been so good to us and uh, amen. Don't ever want to allow all the things that's going on in the world, all the distractions, all the things that the devil wants to do, uh, to try to get our eyes on, uh, off Jesus. Friend, if you just keep your eyes on the Lord, everything else will be all right. But when we start looking uh, to the left or the right or look backwards, isn't that what happened to, uh, to Lot's wife? She looked back. I don't ever want to look back. Do you? Uh, what do I have to go back to? Amen, Brother Tyler? What do I have? Uh, isn't that uh, what Jesus asked the, His disciples? Wilt thou also go away after the multitudes departed uh, from the Lord and Peter? Uh, as so many times, Peter always, he either said the right thing or the wrong thing. There was no in-between. And uh, Jesus said, will you also go, go away? And Peter said, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. Amen. I'll tell you what, nobody ever's done for me what Jesus did for me. Uh, nobody's been as good to me. Nobody's been as faithful to me as the Lord. Amen. So why would I look to anybody besides him? Amen. Pre appreciate Tyler being back with us tonight. Amen. And uh, boy, I tell you, I spent most of the day with him. Uh, and I, I, you know, I don't know that I wish. I, I'm glad I spent the day with him. No, it was all right. We spent time together. It was what we were doing. Amen. Praise the Lord. But uh, boy, I can tell a change in him. Uh, just in, just uh, in the few weeks he's been away, I can see such a difference. And not only myself, but others. 
whether it be his families, his friends, people can tell that something's different. Amen? Well, I know what that is. That's Jesus Christ. Uh, Jesus makes all the difference. Appreciate Bruce's friend Eric with us tonight. Appreciate Eric, and uh, sir, it is an honor to have you tonight. We appreciate uh, him being with us tonight. Jeremiah chapter number 19. Jeremiah chapter number 19. I'm not going to ask you to stand this evening, but uh, again, as we continue through our study of the book of Jeremiah, uh, the Bible says, verse number 1, Thus saith the Lord, Go and get a potter's earthen bottle, and take of the ancients of the people and the ancients of the priests, and go forth unto the valley of the son of Hinnom, which is by the entry of the east gate, and proclaim there the words that I shall tell thee, and say, Hear ye the word of the Lord, O kings of Judah, and inhabitants of Jerusalem. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I will bring evil upon this place, to which whosoever heareth his ears shall tingle. Because they have forsaken me and have estranged this place and have burned incense in it unto other gods, whom neither they nor their fathers have known, nor the kings of Judah, and have filled this place with the blood of innocence. They have built also the high places of Baal to burn their sons with fire for burnt offerings unto Baal, which I commanded not, nor spake it, neither came it into my mind." Therefore, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that this place shall no more be called Tophet, nor the valley of the son of Hinnom, but the valley of slaughter. And I will make void the council of Judah and Jerusalem in this place, and I will cause them to fall by the sword before their enemies, and by the hands of them that seek their lives, and their carcasses will I give to me meat for the fowls of the heaven and for the beasts of the earth, and I will make this city desolate and unhissing, every one that passeth thereby shall be astonished and hiss because of all the plagues thereof. And I will cause them to eat the flesh of their sons and the flesh of their daughters, and they shall eat every one of the flesh of his friend and the siege and the straightness, wherewith their enemies and they that seek their lives shall straighten them. Then shalt thou break the bottle in the sight of the men that go with thee, and shalt say unto them, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Even so will I break this people and this city, as one breaketh a potter's vessel that cannot be made whole again. And they shall bury them in Tophet, till there be no place to bury. Thus will I do unto this place, saith the Lord, and to the inhabitants thereof, even make this city as Tophet. And the houses of Jerusalem and the houses of the kings of Judah shall be defiled as the place of Tophet, because of all the houses upon whose roofs they have burned incense, and all the host of heaven, and have poured out drink offerings unto other gods. Then came Jeremiah from Tophet, where the Lord had sent him to prophesy. And he stood in the court of the Lord's house, and said to all the people, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, The God of Israel, behold, I will bring upon this city and upon all her towns all the evil that I have pronounced against it, because they have hardened their necks." that they might not hear my words. Father in heaven, I love you. Lord, I thank you for your goodness. Thank you, Father, for the privilege we have to gather and fellowship together, Lord, as uh, uh, Lord uh, members of the family of God. Lord, thank you, Jesus, for everyone that's here. Lord, we sure have missed those that have been downstairs, and it's good to have them back with us on Wednesday night. Uh, Lord, have you will in your way tonight, moving our midst. God, help us to preach, God. Uh, uh, Lord, we need uh, you to illuminate our mind and lighten our eyes. 
Soften our hearts, God, that we might receive what you'd have for us. And God, Lord, I pray when it's all said and done, no doubt about it, surely the Lord's met with us. And uh, Lord, we give you the credit that you deserve, Lord. Um, Father, we don't deserve anything, God. Lord, if I got what I deserve, Lord, I'd be in hell. Lord, I'm thankful that when justice called, mercy answered. And Father, Lord, uh, we ask you tonight that you'd exalt your Son on your word by way of your humble servant. Uh, we'll praise you for who you are and what you've done. If there might be one that's lost, save them. In Jesus' name we pray. All God's people said, Amen. As I told you, and I know for some of you that have been downstairs, this is ketchup, uh, not the red stuff that you eat, but catch up. Never mind, sorry. <laughs> Hallelujah. But uh, anyway... Um, you know, we're getting right into the meat. This, this, these three chapters, chapter number 18, chapter number 19, and then chapter number 20, I believe are kind of the, the high water marks, if you will, of the book of Jeremiah. Everything that we've studied and we've uh, taught on leading up to these three chapters kind of sets the sa stage, so to speak. And again, these uh, series of messages that Jeremiah has been preaching to the people of God and uh, again, I, I can't imagine how difficult of a task it, it must have been for Jeremiah. Again, uh, come from a lineage of priests. Uh, I'm sure everybody that knew him expected that he would follow in his uh, family footsteps and end up being a priest under the nation. But instead, God called him to be a national prophet. Uh, and not only to prophesy, but to prophesy... Uh, during uh, some of the hardest days uh, that existed. You know, I thought a lot about that. Um, you know, Brother Josh, you can relate to this, but, uh, you know, there's times that I wonder and even wish uh, why I didn't live in a different day and a time where preaching was easier and people were more apt to receive uh, the message. And maybe the golden day 50 years ago, amen, where... Uh, old-time religion and old-fashioned uh, 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 Bible preaching. People uh, wanted to hear it, and they had an appetite for it. And there's been times that I've had that desire and wished maybe that, I'd, uh, that, that God would allow me to live and minister during a different day. But you know, God knows what He's doing. And God raises people up for such a time as this. And instead of dreading it and instead of looking at the negative aspect of it, we must understand that, that God's called us uh, not to minister back in the golden day, but God uh, called us to preach now. And He has raised us up for such a time as this. Just like He did Jeremiah before Jeremiah was ever born. God knew him and had already ordained him to be a prophet unto the nation. And that's one thing that we talked about Sunday night during the Word of Nation. Well, we need to pray that God would raise up uh, and, uh, uh, and workers, send forth laborers to work in the harvest field. Truly the harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few. And, and I tell you what, that's what God needs today. God needs some more servants. God needs some more preachers. Amen? God needs some more faithful uh, uh, children of God who wouldn't be afraid to uh, just to cry loud, spare not, lift up our voice like a trumpet. And that's what Jeremiah did. Of course, chapter number 18, we talked about the potter's house. And, and again, we preached a couple of messages. The first 
the classic illustration about individually how that he's the potter and we're the clay. You don't ever want to get those roles reversed. Amen. I'm not the potter. I'm just a lump of clay. That God cared enough about me that he'd be willing to wade out into the mulch and the mire of the pit and lift me up and set him on the potter's wheel. I'm thankful that I've changed wheels tonight, aren't you? I was on the devil's wheel, but now God's doing a work in my life. Amen. He's molding me and making me into a vessel meet for the Master's use. But then we, we looked at the actual interpretation of the text and how that, uh, according to Jeremiah's writing, uh, this, this example of the pot of the clay, it's not individual in nature, but it's national. And, uh, you know, as the potter wrought a work on the wheel... Uh, amen. God was using that to describe the nation of Judah in the hand of the potter. And uh, we could compare that to America and how that uh, as great of our nation is and, and as te technologically advanced as America has become, yet all America is is a lump of clay in the hand of the potter. And we are totally dependent upon Him. And, and what He chooses to do with us is what's going to happen. Uh, we don't ever need to get to that place to where we think that we can get along without Him. Because we, hey, uh, you know, clay can't do anything in itself. It's all dependent upon the molding and the forming uh, and the manipulating hand of the potter. Uh, amen. We don't have the right to question the potter. He knows what He's doing. And uh, we've just got to make sure that we stay moldable and pliable and formable in the hand of the potter. Well, but now Jeremiah is going to get into the real crux of what he's talking about. And again, when we talk about the potter and the clay, we want to uh, speak uh, about it uh, positively. And I'm thankful that he's the potter. Amen? And I'm thankful that he's able to remold me. He, he didn't throw the clay away. Can I get a witness tonight? But this is not a positive illustration as it relates to the, the nation of Judah. Jeremiah was getting ready to get a message across straight from the throne room. And if God can do such with Judah, I believe he can do the same with us as well. Amen. We're talking tonight about the, sh the shattered vessel. Now, Jeremiah was already in trouble. Uh, again, his message had been rejected. They didn't want to hear uh, what he had to say. In fact, they were blaming him uh, for the condition of the land as a whole. And they were already in the process of digging a pit to put him in. And we're going to find, uh, you know, one of the lowest moments of Jeremiah's entire life as it is recorded for us in chapter number 20. Amen. And boy, us preachers, we sure can relate to Jeremiah chapter number 20. Amen. What happens when you tell the truth? A lot of times you get put in a pit for telling the truth. But I want to tell the truth regardless. Amen. Hallelujah. But this message specifically of chapter number 19, the message of the shattered vessel, is the one that really got Jeremiah... Yeah, uh, that's what got him thrown into the pit. It's what he prophesied right here in chapter number 19. Let's get right into it this evening. There's a possession, uh, verse, number, or verse number 1. Thus saith the Lord, go and get a potter's 
earthen bottle. Again, he had already preached the message. He had already went down to the potter's house once and he had witnessed the potter uh, working work on the potter's wheel. But now he said, go back. Uh, amen. And, and get a potter's earthen vessel. Go back to the potter's house. Now let me just go ahead and, and, and I'm getting ahead of myself, but specifically, God told Jeremiah to go to uh, the Valley of Hinnom or the Eastern Gate, which was right outside the temple in Jerusalem. Solomon's temple was located uh, just inside the Eastern Gate, and, and right outside the Eastern Gate, uh, amen, was the Valley of Hinnom. And we've talked about the Valley of Hinnom being the, the place where they, they sacrificed and offered their children up. They hated that bronze, alt, uh, that bronze altar, the, the, the statue, the idol of Molech. They heated that bron those bronze arms of that idol up, and then they literally fried their children and burned them as sacrifices under the false god Molech. The Valley of Hinnom. By the way, the Valley of Hinnom is the Hebrew word from whence we get the word Gehenna, which is one of the words in the English language for the word, excuse me, one of the words that's translated into the English word hell. Amen. The, the, the Valley of, of Hinnom or Gehenna. Uh, Josiah had, had turned it into a trash dump. Amen. He wanted to, again, he was doing his best to abolish this, uh, uh, what, had, what had been the worst sin that could ever be committed as the people offered their own children in this valley of slaughter and of the false god. Well, uh, again, what you must understand, that eastern gate was also commonly known as the potsherd, the potsherd gate or the potter's gate. And that's the location as people entered into and came out of the city. That's where uh, uh, the potter's house was. And that's where they made their pottery to sell under the residents and the people that entered into and came out of that eastern gate as they interacted there in Jerusalem. So he had already been there once to witness the work of the potter. Now he was going back to get a potter's earthen vessel. But he wasn't going alone. Verse 1 there's a companion, and take the ancients of the people and of the ancients of the priest. God specifically wanted the elders of the city, uh, the elders of the kingdom, and, a, and particularly the elders of the priests to accompany him. Now you think about this job. Again, this was the most unpleasant message that Jeremiah ever preached. And he was preaching it to the elders of the city. The ones who were responsible. The ones who had given the authorization, so to speak, to offer these children as sacrifices. Well, there's a location. And they go forth unto the valley of the son of Hinnom, which is by the entry of the east gate. Again, God wanted Jeremiah to go to this valley of Hinnom, which was by the eastern gate, also known as the potsherd gate, because that was where the potters made their vessels. And, and God was uh, orchestrating these events and putting all of this together because He had a message that He wanted to get, at, get across to the people, but especially the elders of the city. Declaration, proclaim there the words that I shall tell thee. 
God had a specific message for Jeremiah to preach. Now again, God didn't promise Jeremiah how the people would respond to the message. He said, you just preach the truth and I'll take care of the results. Amen. And, and they didn't respond to him the way that, that uh, he would have wanted them to respond. But yet again, I want to remind you today that, that our preaching and uh, amen, uh, our uh, proclamation of the truths of God's Word, uh, amen, we're not responsible for whether or not people receive it or reject it. We're just uh, supposed to say, Thus saith the Lord, let God be true and every man a liar. Amen. Exhortation, verse 3, And say, Hear ye the word of the Lord, O kings of Judah, and inhabitants of Jerusalem. The question was, again, now notice here that uh, he's speaking not just to the priests and to the elders of the city, but also the kings of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. The question was whether or not the people would pay any attention to what Jeremiah had to say. Amen. They were going to hear the message, but were they going to receive it and accept it? Origin, thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel. This was not the mere opinion of Jeremiah. It was the infallible truth of God's Word. Introduction. Here goes the message. Behold. And, amen. Jeremiah didn't waste any time. He got right into it. He said, Behold, I will bring evil upon this place. God was getting ready to intentionally allow evil to fall upon the city of Jerusalem and particularly this, the valley of Hinnom. In other words, and again, this is God's chosen people. These are the Jews. This is Judah. Amen. The kingdom of David. He said, I'm getting ready to bring it. Bring. Not just allow it. He was going to send it. Evil. Upon this place and particularly the valley of Hinnom. Production. I love this. Verse 3. The which whosoever heareth his ears shall tingle. Amen. Notice he didn't say their ears would be tickled. He said they're going to tingle. Amen. In our day we got a lot of ear tickling going on, don't we? Preaching that causes people's ears to tickle and feel good about themselves. Amen. Self-help. Uh, amen. Uh, prosperity. Preaching. Amen. That just uh, encourages people to do better and to, uh, amen, uh, reform themselves. No. What we need today is preaching that would make our ears tingle rather than tickle. Uh, I think about Stephen when he preached. Stephen was one of the first deacons and they stoned him, didn't they? They killed him for preaching the truth. Amen. But they literally stopped their, their ears with their fingers because uh, they had no desire. They didn't want anything to do with the message that Stephen preached. And, and, and really, the message that Stephen preached was an indictment against the Jewish leaders. Amen. They were, he, was just, he was pointing his finger against them and he was saying, you're the ones that had him crucified. And they stopped their ears because their ears were tingling. Amen. Hallelujah. I like that. Now there's a rejection. Uh, again, because they have forsaken me, the reason God was going to send this specific form of judgment is because the people had forsaken the Lord their God. Uh, amen. You know the old saying, 
Don't cut off the, the hand that feeds you. Right? Don't, don't ever uh, leave the one that you depend on. And, and the one we depend on is none other than the Lord our God. He is our sufficiency. Without Him we can do nothing. And God forbid that we, as God's people, would forsake the one that feeds us. Amen? That we would forsake and abandon the one that clothes us. The one uh, that gives us breath in our lungs. Health in our body. Food on our table. Shoes on our feet. Everything that I have today is from the Lord. But Judah was guilty of forsaking the one they depended upon. Amen. God was sending this specific form of judgment because the people had forsaken the Lord their God. They had, aban they had abandoned God and God was getting ready to abandon them. Amen. I think I said that last week. It's one thing for you to, be aban to abandon God. It's another thing for God to abandon and forsake you. A desecration and have estranged this place. You have desecrated. Again, the kingdom that David had worked so hard to build. Uh, amen. The son of David, the one of, uh, who loved, uh, amen, the man after God's own heart. Amen. They had desecrated the place that God had. Uh, and again, think about our land. We're just coming off Memorial Day. And, and we preached about the, the ancient landmarks on Sunday. And how that I'm afraid we too are guilty of desecrated, desecrating uh, the, the sacred things. Amen? Why? Because we have no fear or reverence of God anymore. There's no such thing as anything that's sacred. Uh, again, um, just after the shooting there in Texas, um, you know, as always, well, we need to pray. Well, the liberal crowd, they said, um, we don't want your blankety-blank prayers. It's a, it's a wonder that God doesn't strike us to the ground. Because there is no fear of God. Those things that are precious, uh, amen, those things that are sacred, those things that are dear, those things that, uh, amen, our forefathers bled, uh, suffered, bled and died, shed their, uh, their sweat and their tears so that you and I could enjoy and, and, and prosper and benefit, not off of the work that we've done, but the work that they did for us. And now we just, we've, we've desecrated those things. And that's what Judah had done, and now there was going to be hell to pay because of it. In adoration, verse 4, and have burned incense unto other gods. They were worshiping idols. Relation, whom neither they nor their fathers have known, nor the kings of Judah. Man, why would we turn to one who's never done anything for us? Why would we embrace that which God has forbidden? Uh, amen. Why would we exult? And, uh, amen. What's, a, what's, a, what's an idol ever done for you? Especially in... Hey, uh, amen. What's drugs ever done for you compared to what Jesus did for you? What's money ever did for you? What Jesus has done for you? What's liquor ever done for you? 
What's perversion every day? But yet, amen, we've forsaken that which has given us everything and we've turned to that which had never done anything for us. Amen. Mutilation. And have filled this place with the blood of innocence. Again, this specific judgment that was getting ready to fall upon Judah and Jerusalem, uh, amen, was because of the fact that they had offered their children, the innocents, the, the ones, uh, amen, that uh, hadn't done anything to deserve uh, the fate that they received. But yet, just like in America, what Judah had done is they had devalued the importance of human life. And I said it Sunday, but why would we... Uh, amen. Isn't it, isn't it the ultimate form of hypocrisy when the liberals want to cry, Oh my goodness, I can't believe the, 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 the kids are killing one another. When for the last 50 years, that's all we've been doing is killing the innocents. That's hypocrisy. Amen? And I'm telling you, uh, God has a way uh, of causing the chickens to come back home to roost. And God has uh, the way of, of, of uh, allowing judgment to fall in the exact way, in the exact place, in the exact form of the sin that was committed. Amen. In other words, the children of Judah were going to have to suffer because the children of Judah is the one that had been neglected. Erection. They have built also the high places of Baal. Intent. Why? To burn their sons with fire for burnt offerings unto Baal. You know, when I read this, if we're not careful, we'll view this as a fiction or a, or a fairy tale. Friend, this is historical fact. This is what the people of God in Jeremiah's day were doing to their children. They were burning their kids alive. They were allowing their kids to fry on the altars of Molech. Now look at God's response to it. Verse number 5, Which I commanded not, nor spake it, neither came it into my mind. Not even God Himself was able to comprehend such wickedness. Amen. That which was occurring in Jeremiah's day, it was so evil and so vile that the Lord Himself couldn't even, He wasn't able to comprehend how His people could do such a thing. Well, there's some things going on in our land right now that I'm afraid that the Lord our God is unable to comprehend how a people that God's been good, so good to and a people that God's done so much for and a people that God's blessed more than any other people. How could we turn away from Him? How could we forsake Him? How could we abandon Him and allow the kind of wicked, vile, evil abomination to occur. And again, our children's the ones that suffer. Amen? Our kids are the one that are in the process of suffering the consequence of America's sin. What took place down in Texas? It's nothing more than an expression of where we're at as a society. A society that no longer values the importance of human life. Amen? And we're, we're raising up, Tyler and I talked about this today, what happens when, uh, amen, people have no purpose. 
no value, no meaning to their life. They're just existing. They're just, uh, amen, floating along. Amen? We're, we're raising a purposeless generation. A generation without purpose. A generation without hope. You know, uh, and i got to be careful, but, but you would be amazed at how many young people today, youth, teenagers, young adults, are choosing a life of homelessness. I mean, how many, I better be careful what I ask because somebody raised their hand. But I mean, how, how many of you would, would choose to live homeless without the very basic necessities of life? That's right. Living under authority and accountability. They want to do as I please and do what I want to do. I, I know young people that used to be a part of this youth group. Y'all listen to me tonight. Right now, that are living homeless. Not by force, but by choice. And their very words are, I enjoy the way I live. They have no hope. They have no direct. They have no sense of direction. They have no purpose. No purpose, no intent. I mean, what, what you say, preacher, what's happened? We have sacrificed an entire generation of young people on, on the, the altars of idolatry. Now, we may not have sacrificed our kids to Molech, but we've sacrificed them to anything, to beer, to alcohol, to drugs, amen, to entertainment, to luxury, carelessness, selfishness, amen. Just, hey, I'll just let my kids go to hell as long as I can enjoy my sin. That's what we've done. Amen. Lord couldn't even comprehend it. It was so vile and so evil. Identification, verse 6, Therefore, behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that this place shall no more be called Tophet, nor the valley of the son of Hinnom, but the valley of slaughter. Now, again, you put yourself in Jeremiah's shoes. He's called all the elders, all the leaders, all the priests that were responsible for allowing such filth to go. And it'd be like, you know, and I use somebody like Franklin Graham. Amen. Somebody that has that sort of national recognition. Calling all the leaders, amen, of America together. Uh, amen. The president, the members of the House of Representatives, the Senate, Supreme Court, maybe even some of the big wig preachers of our day, called them all together in one central location and said, here's what, you, here's what you've done. Here's what you're guilty of and here's what's going to happen to you because of it. How do you think that would go over? Not very good. But, but I, it, it, might, it might be a good... Uh, amen. It might be a good diagnosis. Might be what they need to hear. Somebody help me preach this evening. Nullification, and I will make void the council of Judah and Jerusalem in this place. In other words, what he's saying, 
He, Jer, God was telling Jeremiah to say, Hey, the Lord's getting ready to turn your world upside down. You've got it all figured out. Uh, you think you know how to handle the economy. Uh, amen. You think you know. Uh, you, you brag about your technology. You, you brag about what you've done. Your big cities. He said, I'm getting ready to make void and know the wisdom and counsel of Judah. That's something else we talked about today. Trust in the Lord. Tyler quoted this to me today. It's alright for me to brag about it on him a little bit, isn't it? Amen. Well, I tell you, it thrills my heart to see God doing a work in somebody's life. I don't care who it is. He said, boy, I, I was reading the Bible the other day, and he said, uh, come across these verses. He said, trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge Him, and He shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. That's what we need to do, isn't it? Because in a moment, the Lord could nullify and make void all the wisdom and the counsel of man. An extermination. Verse number 7, And I will cause them to fall by the sword before their enemies and by the hands of them that seek their lives. A provision, verse 7, And their carcasses will I give to be meat for the fowls of the heaven and for the beast of the earth. He said, The Lord's going to fill this valley where you've offered up your children. On, uh, as sacrifices unto the false god Molech. He said, I'm going to fill this valley with your dead rotten carcasses and the, the fowls of the air is going to have a feast as you lay there and rot over your sin. <laughs> Verse number 8, And I will make this city desolate and an hissing, trepidation. Everyone that passeth thereby shall be astonished and hiss. Now, I, I want to hit on this just for a moment, because I, I got to thinking, and y'all know me, I just like to use life experience as illustrations. In other words, this place was so bad, and, and again, this was a place that, that Judy used to extol, amen, as one of the, there at the eastern gate, right? The temple's just inside the gate, again, that's where all the potters worked on their vessels, they're just... And then you had the Valley of Hinnom. But it had been desecrated. It had I mean, what God had consecrated, man had desecrated. What once was adored had now become an abomination. Amen? And... and, and, and God was saying through Jeremiah, it's going to be so bad that this place that used to be revered, used to be exalted, used to be looked towards uh, as an example of prosperity. A city on a hill! It, it was going to be a place that nobody wanted anything to do with. And it, was, it, would, be, it would be so destroyed that nobody would even want to visit Kind of reminded me of where you and I went today. <laughs> we went to the uh, landfill. 
And I've been to the landfill before. <laughs> but I'd always, they'd always had me just dump out whatever I had in a, in a dumpster. Or, but today he said, take what you have to this, this building over here. And these, these garage doors, go inside and dump your trash out in that, inside that building. Well, when I got there, what I didn't realize is that was the very building that all these garbage trucks you see around Greenville and Green County collecting the trash. They all gathered at that building and dumped their trash inside the same building I was getting ready, or that I was getting ready to drive inside. And you think about a metal, a high metal building full of trash in 90 degree sweltering heat. And, uh, oh yeah, it was nasty. Let me just tell you, it was nasty. And, and I just kind of worked it out to where I had a phone call to make. And I stayed in the truck while Tyler and other... <laughs> Why? Because I didn't want nothing to do with it. It was so nasty. So wretched. So miserable. God was saying, this place that you all used to brag on. Your metropolises, your big cities. It's going, to be, it's going to be wasted to the point that nobody's going to... They're going to be astonished at just how bad and just how severe the form of wrath is that falls upon it. Infection, verse 8, because of all the plagues thereof. Isn't that curious? Amen? Now, I've said it for two years now, and every time I do, you get quiet on me, but I'm going to keep saying it. Amen? We, we just went through a plague. That plague, I believe with all my heart, was a form of judgment to try to get our attention. And guess what? It didn't work. So it could be God's in the process of sending more to get our attention, such as inflation, such as food shortages. Amen? I mean, what are you going to do when you go to the gas station? I mean, you say, oh, I'm complaining because it's $4 and a half. What are you going to have do when you, you can't find a pump to pump gas into your vehicle? See, preacher, that could never happen because we've never experienced that in America. Yeah, we have. Back in the 70s. Under Jimmy Carter. Anybody remember Jimmy Carter? We had gas rationing. In other words, you could only buy so much. Amen? Amen. I'm not trying to... I'm just trying to tell you, friends, God's trying to wake us up. And we ain't listening yet. Amen. 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 Yeah, man. Hey, man. We need the Lord. Hey, man. That's good. Keep telling them, Tyler. Hallelujah. And I, I got to stop somewhere, but let's go. Just go just a little further. And I will cause them to eat the flesh. 
of their sons and the flesh of their daughters, and they shall eat every one the flesh of his friend. That's unpleasant, isn't it? Now this had already happened in Israel. You would think that God's people would have amen, seen what happened to her, their neighbors in the north, Samaria. It gotten so bad, and I preached a message before they was eating donkey's head and, and dove's dung. That's true. Can I say that's not God's will for your life? To be feasting on rot and filth and slop of this world? We need to get back to God. We need to repent so that God would give us the fresh bread of heaven. Something wrong with when God's people are eating donkey's head and dove's dung. And when, the, when to their point, when they're to the point that they're actually having to eat the bodies of their own children just to survive. Man, you ain't hearing that preached in the mega church, are you? But that's how bad it got in Judah. And God let it happen. This loving God. <laughs> that just wants to give you your best life now. Amen? He let His people get to the point to where they were surviving off of the bodies of their own children. Of course, why would that bother them? They had already been killing them. Amen? Oppression. In the siege and the straightness wherewith their enemies and they that seek their lives shall straighten them. All right, I think that's a good stopping point. Because <laughs> he's getting ready to break the bottle. You know, all this about the, uh, the potter and the clay, and oh, he's the potter and I'm the clay. And he's mold, yeah. But he'll mold you and he'll make you as long as you're soft and pliable in the, the hand of the potter. You better not allow your, the, the vessel of your life to harden up. And resist Him to where He can no longer form and fashion you unto the potter's will. Ralph Sexton gave that illustration a few nights ago. Wasn't it just wonderful? And just fit right in with everything we've been studying. How that He visited the potter, uh, uh, you know, a place where the, uh, this very thing was taking place. And He said uh, the potter would work on those vessels and he said every now and then he'd just take one and he'd throw it out the window. <laughs> and the preacher asked, why are you doing that? That for he said, it got too hard in my hand. And once it becomes so hard that I can't form and fashion it, mold it into the image that I want it to be, I have to throw it away. We better make sure we that the clay of our lives stays soft in the hand of the potter, lest we be rejected. Amen? And that's what we'll get into next week. I was thinking about this a couple years ago. I think it was during our spontaneous revival. I preached from this chapter, and uh, I literally took a, a bowl, and I broke it. And I'm so lucky I didn't kill some kid or something. <laughs> we won't do that this time around. Hallelujah.
Yeah, but that's what Jeremiah did. And it made the people so mad that that pit they had been threatening with, they finished it and they threw him in it. All because he preached the truth of God's Word. Let's all stand tonight. Father in heaven, Lord, sometimes I wonder why you led me to preach through the book of Jeremiah. Lord, certainly not pleasant, but Father, what an illustration and what an example. Uh, Father, Lord, and, and I, am I saying that you are going to deal with us the way you did with Judah? No. Lord, it could be you deal with us worse than them. But Father, help us to understand, God, that you don't owe us anything. We are nothing but a lump of clay. And when it's all said and done, we cannot resist against the forming and the fashioning of the hands of the potter. Lord, I pray that we would submit ourselves to You. Um, whether You want to remold us and remake us, try us by fire. God, I pray that we'd trust You to do just exactly in and through our lives what You know is best for us. Lord, I'm just thankful I'm one of Your vessels. <laughs> Lord, I'm not down in the, the mud pit, but You lifted me up. And Lord, you put me on the potter's wheel. And Father, Lord, you're trying to form my life into a vessel that would bring honor and glory and praise under the name of my Savior. Thank you for this night. Thank you for this opportunity to share your word and your truth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
You want your Bible? No, I, that's my preaching Bible. I'll leave it there. Okay, I was looking for the... I was looking where Josh was writing the... Announcement? Yeah, but this is not. He might have 